0: The idea of IoT and 5G is the idea that every electric device will be a surveillance device. So all of this will be sold to you by convenience, some convenience. And, oh, it thinks for you. It does things for you. It helps you. And, and every time you accept that convenience, you will be losing your personal security and your privacy.
1: You're listening to The Corbett Report.
2: Welcome friends, James Corbett here at CorbettReport.com in an interview that is being recorded on the 17th day of December 2019, depending on which side of the dateline you happen to be lying on at the moment. And today we're going to be talking to a guest that I've had on the program before. I hope you're familiar with him and his work. If not, you can start by checking out the Corbett Report interview archives and you can go from there to emfhelpcenter.com where he uh, is posting his information. And that Guest is of course Jerry Day. I hope people are familiar with him. If not, again, please do check him out. Jerry, thank you for joining us on the program again today.
0: Thank you, James. We're going to do a five G update today. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, you yeah. you did get in
2: touch with me and saying that uh, you had given a presentation recently at the Red Pill Expo on the subject. That's right.
0: That's right. Yep. So we've got a nice tight little presentation, and I'm going to go through it with you because there's some wonderful factoids and things for people to get right up to date on kind of what five G is, what it means to us, what it threatening what it's offering you know and benefits all that kind of stuff so um i'll just dive right in if that's okay Let's i i yeah i've got a screen here from verizon this is actually lifted off a website called environmental health trust who posted this they went into the investment information for verizon and saw what verizon is telling their investors about what to expect and i quote our wireless business also faces personal injury and consumer class action lawsuits relating to alleged health effects of wireless phones or radio frequency transmitters. This is Verizon talking to their investors, saying this could injure people. A class class action lawsuits that challenge marketing practices are possible and disclosures relating to alleged adverse health effects of handheld wireless phones are possible. We may incur significant expenses in defending these lawsuits. In addition, we may be required to pay significant awards or settlements. So this is a straight in your face warning to the investors that because we have a little more risk, you'll make a little more money on your investment because we might be hurting people. And so we have to give you a little more money on that risk on that investment you're making. So this is uh, a little bit disturbing because uh, for those of us who use the technology, uh, we don't want to be guinea pigs. We don't want to be used that way. We don't want to be uh, experimented with, and we don't want to be a cash source for investors who want to go into high-risk investments. So uh, that's what Verizon is telling their investors. Uh, I'm going to talk about new technologies being developed for 5G. And the reason these are interesting is that I'm going to outline five technologies that are not yet developed, all of which have to be developed and standardized before 5G will work. So if you understand this, none of this works, and it's all necessary for 5G to work. So let's start at the top. Millimeter waves, is uh 30 to 300 gigahertz. So that's very high frequency transmission of cell phone data. They haven't done that yet. They're, do- they're developing that obviously in a few cities they have that working to some extent. They're calling it 5G. It's not really 5G yet. There's all kinds of little cheats they do. Okay, the next um, technology is small cells, more cells, fractured, re- fractured relaying traffic. And what that means is they have to learn how to pick up the signal from an echo. Off of a building. And this is not something that River had to do with 2G, 3G, 4G. This is the transmission is so faint and frail that if they don't pick up echoes, they just can't get it in most places or many places. The next technology that they have to develop to make this work is called MIMO, multiple input, multiple output. And for that, you will see those big cell towers, you see maybe 12 to 20 big cell transmitters on each one those real big ones in the middle of the city uh you might see four or five out in the country on on those okay it'll be a hundred plus so it's a big ring of them and there'll be multiple rings and each ring will have a hundred transmitters and so this is how to keep all those transmitters from interfering with each other how to make all those transmitters find what they're supposed to find totally new technology 5g will not work until that is all working smoothly. The next technology they have to develop before 5G will work is what they call beam forming. So they have to direct energy directly to your phone, and this will be high energy density pulses in in a beam. And that means that they have to figure out how to make cell transmitters beam out like that. This is totally new technology. Almost every transmitter in history, even radar, everything, goes out like a light bulb in a spherical pattern, you know, to make it beam and to direct it is new technology. And to do that all over the city and country and world is uh, obviously going to take time uh, to perfect. The final uh, technology that they're developing is called full duplex. And this is simultaneous two-way traffic. And this is just the the challenge, you know, when you have a walkie-talkie, you have to turn it off to here, and then you turn it back on to transmit, and, and one, one transmitter won't go two ways at one time. Well, they're figuring out ways now to make that happen, and they're calling it full duplex, but it's not perfected yet. So all five of those technologies that I just went over uh, have to be scientifically developed and standardized, and before... 5G can be fully and truly implemented. So when they tell you we're ready to go with 5G, they are not ready at all. And we'll get to more of that uh, here very quickly. So i got kind of good, good news, bad news situation. Good news. The 5G's higher frequencies are more easily shielded with thin sheets such as aluminum foil or shielding paint. So these are very high frequencies. So, yeah, a sheet of tin foil will even... Uh, shield most of 4G and those kind of things. So, so absolutely, a thin sheet of uh, metal of some kind or, or certain, th- certain materials will, will shield, shield 5G very effectively. That means your cell phone won't work on, on 5G, but that means you're not getting biologically damaged by the radiation. The bad news. Metal screen does not shield the higher 5G frequency. So 5G frequencies are, are much higher frequency, they're much smaller, they get through metal screen. So this is new. It used to be that you could put metal screen on your windows and effectively shield and protect yourself from certain, uh, you know, the, the cell phone tower down the street or whatever. Well, you won't be able to do that with 5G. The 5G will come right through your metal screen. So you have to have solid barriers. You can use certain kind of shielding paints or or like I said, aluminum foil, or or they have curtain material that shields as long as the curtain material is very dense so that the 5G frequencies don't go through it. Uh, More bad news, there are currently no consumer level scanning meters that can measure 5G frequency exposures. So all the scanning meters we use, and I talk about them on my website, and and we even have video tutorials on how to use them and everything, they're about $200. None of them will measure 5G frequencies. 5G frequencies are way up in the stratosphere. In order to measure 5G, you need a spectrum analyzer, and you need a college degree to know how to use that, and the spectrum analyzer costs $10,000. So it's not practical now, and we got a big problem because we do need to know our exposures. There's no other way to know your exposures unless you're scanning. So every new small cell antenna set will transmit old 4G signals. Now this is 600 millihertz uh, megahertz excuse me 600 megahertz to 6 gigahertz That's what we all talk on with our cell phones. that's 4G signals. New 5g signals will always have to carry that signal and this is very important. 5g simply is not reliable enough. you know a wet tree will block it. So you have to have that 4G supplementation. And, and so the 5G signals, which are 24, 28, 39 gigahertz, you know, way up in the high frequencies, have to be supplemented by the 600 megahertz to six gigahertz uh, signal. This is important, and I'll explain why. Uh, at, at this point, I have a video to show you about uh, exactly how soon the Wall Street Journal thinks you will have true 5G.
1: News is heating up about 5G, the ultra-fast wireless technology that has the potential to connect everything from smartphones to self-driving cars to virtual worlds. Over time, 5G could theoretically replace 4G, but that's at least decades away. That's because 5G requires new infrastructure, clusters of antennas that are closer to the users. This will likely take years to install across the country. And while most of the major cell carriers have already started to roll out 5G, they've only started installing it in some major cities, meaning 4G isn't going anywhere in the near future. This brings us to our final myth, that 5G is coming soon. This is only true for people in certain areas of some big cities. In the US, one of the first countries with 5G services, many of the major cell carriers, including Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, have announced plans for nationwide 5G coverage.
0: We're planning for a 5G future that covers you from coast to coast and
1: everywhere in between. But so far, these carriers have only deployed 5G in large cities with high population densities. T-Mobile customers, for example, can expect 5G access in at least five cities, including Dallas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and New York by the end of 2019. But since providers are focusing first on bigger cities, the launch of 5G services could take many years to reach rural areas across the country. And many rural areas in the US have yet to even adopt 4G, meaning a nationwide deployment of 5G technologies could be a long way away.
0: And that video explains very clearly that we will not have 5G anytime soon. In Wall Street Journal's words, it will be 10 to 20 years, decades in their words, before 5G is fully implemented, certainly nationally and probably in in, uh, most cities. So some more 5G factoids. 5G will probably never be applicable to driverless cars. And that's that's one of the big problems. Oh, we'll have driverless cars. Well, no. 5G has a short range, it has a weak signal, and it's subject to interference. It's just not suited for that kind of thing. They're doing driverless cars with 4G right now, and there's no advantage to 5G. Uh, They say that they'll have more bandwidth, but they don't need that bandwidth to do driverless cars, and they'll have this very frail, high-frequency, unreliable signal. So you will probably never see 5G used for driverless cars. And, you know, as far as driverless cars go, isn't this a strange argument? Because, you know, what do the environmentalists say? They say they look at the freeway and they say, well, there's only one driver per car. We should have public transportation. We should have more people per car. So driverless cars is less people per car. You could double or triple the number of cars on the highway without doubling the number of drivers. So this is a traffic nightmare coming. So this whole business of driverless cars, you know, all it does is save, uh, companies, the investment in their drivers, you know, like truck companies or whatever. Uh, all it does is allow them to automate and fire their employees. It doesn't present any benefit that I know of, uh, to the average person, you know, unless, you know, we want this gee whiz Jetson's future where we can jump in a car with no driver. It'll take us automatically somewhere. Well, I think we're, we're a long way from that. And, and I'm not sure that's any major sociological benefit anyway. But, uh, Moving on, 5g will probably never work well without 4G supplementation. that's a that's a point I uh, have already made. And that's important to realize because 4G is what's in your cell tower down the road. You want to be a half mile or a mile away from that. Um, they did a test in San Francisco where they they checked uh, health health of people within proximity to cell towers. They found out that any child, Living within a kilometer of a cell tower had a 30 times chance of contracting childhood cancer. So it's it's a, a horror story. And 4G has to be tied in with the 5G. So when they move all these 5G antennas closer to us, oh, it's a weaker signal. It has to be right next to your house. It has to be right down the street. That's a 4G transmitter there, the one you don't want half a mile away, and they're bringing it right onto your street. So this is extremely dangerous. 5G frequencies, moving on, have never been tested for continuous exposure and biological effects on humans. Never. Never have we had this kind of a massive experiment of a particular frequency, a particular type of technology, exposing people to things that we know to cause biological harm. And we're just going to go do it, you know, like Tom Wheeler, former FCC chairman Tom Wheeler said we need to do to make their billions of dollars and and health ben- health effects be damned. Uh, you know, it's, it's very scary how they're charging forward this because the 5G may not hurt you. I think it will. I think there's plenty of science on that, but certainly the 4G will and the 4G's coming to a neighborhood near you very soon. They're not spending hundreds of billions of dollars to make your videos load faster. If you look at the investment that it takes to do what they plan to do, literally sells covering the entire nation every 900 feet in a grid the investment to do that is so vast that they're going to have to come up with all kinds of ways of recovering that and there is really only one industry that gives the promise of recouping that money and that's mass surveillance uh, all of this stuff of making your videos you're not you're not going to pay that much more to have your videos load that much faster you don't have money to do that you know it, All of these things that they say 5G is good for is just, you know, they're trying to come up with, oh, how how do we make this sound like there's a benefit to the user? It's very trumped up. It's very contrived. What they're doing is mass surveillance. It's Internet of Things, IOT, and that Internet of Things is connected to everything you touch and feel and, you know, use, and that collects extremely high-resolution data on what you do every day, and that data is to be exploited. And uh, the, they're going to have to exploit it in a way that takes money from you. If they don't find a way to penalize you or tax you or somehow uh, extract wealth from you with that data, they will never get anywhere near close to paying for this infrastructure. So they're coming for you. Um, coming with 5G, full spectrum surveillance. I'm, I'm going over my notes here. Facial, behavioral, and biometric recognition, so they will know who you are, they'll catch your face that they do it now by looking at you from behind the way you walk. They can, they have enough identifiers in a gait, and a timing and a movement to identify you just as well as when they scan your face. And they will be doing that with cameras and that'll be going into these databases. We're talking about all this mass surveillance that they're gonna to have to be doing. Database integration. So any information about you, they collect Points to all information about you. So when they do that facial recognition, boom, into their databases or connected to their databases is your driving record, your employment record, your credit card history, all of your phone calls, you know, all of the stuff that Edward Snowden exposed they were doing, everything they can possibly collect. So any one piece of information with which they can identify you gives them access to all of it. Digital assistance like Alexa, you know, these things will be linked to toys, appliances, gadgets, everything electrical. We'll be talking to things all the time. And they'll be recording our voice, recording what we do, listening to our mood, you know, looking at what we buy, looking at what we might buy, looking at what our psychological condition might be at that moment. And they'll be hearing us on thousands of microphones. This is mass surveillance. So my question to people is, can you tell me exactly two years ago today at 2.30 in the afternoon, what you were doing and where you were. No one can do that. AI can do that. They have the data, they can go to that in an instant. So they know more now about you than you know about yourself. And uh, you know, we're, 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 in, we're in a situation now where, for instance, if you use the GPS uh, maps in your car, this is the first year 2019 is the first year in human history when you could have a gadget in your car that could navigate better than you so we have ai exceeding our intelligence exceeding our level of confidence so think about what's coming when that goes farther down the line when ai can run circles around you intellectually back to the uh, notes with 5g the Internet of Things is planned to collect data from 20 billion cameras, microphones, sensors, and loggers to central databases. That's the 5G system, 20 billion input devices. That's more than 60 monitoring devices for every single American. So you are in a, in, just in, in a soup of surveillance. They will find ways to exploit your personal data by violating your wealth, property, liberty, and privacy. They will have to do that to recoup the investment in the massive 5G uh, deployment the infrastructure opening your curtain win- your windows your your curtains in your window exposes you to your neighbors using electronic gadgets exposes you to the entire world it's the same thing as opening a window when you turn on that gadget when you use it when you let it uh, monitor you in any way the idea of IoT and 5G is the idea that every electric device will be a surveillance device So all of this will be sold to you by convenience, some convenience, and oh, it thinks for you, it does things for you, it helps you. And and every time you accept that convenience, you will be losing your personal security and your privacy and all that, all the above. Their excuse for putting 5G so near our living spaces is that 5G is less powerful. But with every 5G antenna, they will be putting the 4G less than nine, 900 feet from your home. I've gone over that, but but that's, that's in my notes here. Uh, the negative health effects of putting these in our neighborhoods is incalculable because there are already something like 20% of the population is electromagnetic sensitive already. And the wireless exposures are getting higher and higher all the time. And every time they get higher, there's more people who are sensitized to this. And the sensitization means You're getting headaches you're getting brain fog you're getting memory loss insomnia you don't know why most people who have electromagnetic sensitivity have symptoms but don't know why they don't know what the symptoms mean and the doctors they go to have no idea either so the wireless exposures and i'm talking about all of it not just radio transmissions but electric fields magnetic fields that we live in motors generate magnetic fields electric fields are coming from almost every house wiring uh, all of this stuff, uh, compounds and now we are getting to uh, a threshold of sort of critical mass where people, you know, like I say, 20% of us are already subject to symptoms from this and everybody is subject to, you know, down the line cancers or whatever. So, so, okay. On my notes, hardwired is better. There's a thing called MoCA multimedia over coax alliance, uh, mocaalliance.org, uh, when you hardwire things, you have a, a well established standard. You have 2.5 gigabytes per second. You have, this is many times faster than any wireless transmission. You have much higher quality transmission. You have less than five millisecond latency. So when you hardwire your house, you have a far better experience with your electronic devices, a far better, uh, far better. Uh, result of everything you want to do on the computer uh, and you don't get sick from the w- radiation. Um, and people are finding out now just these few devices we have in our house, Wi-Fi, maybe cordless phones, maybe a baby monitor, even the microwave, oven, and every, everything that puts out all, uh, frequencies is going to make people sick in time. So, you know, it's time to reduce, reduce all that stuff. So what the research shows that biological levels of EMF at the cellular level, okay, so I'm going to give you a list of things that radio frequencies do to your body at the cellular level. Everything your body does starts at the cellular level. So that's, you know, that's where your health is. That's where everything happens. Everything goes on. The first thing, DNA in single and double strand breaks. So when you're in a radio frequency environment, you're getting DNA damage. You're becoming a different creature that is not recoverable. That is a mutation that's permanent for the rest of your family line forever. Radio frequencies do that to you. Electric fields do that to you. Magnetic fields. The things I'm going to tell you about right here, the DNA break-in and a few other things, every one of these things is established as fact by peer-reviewed science. So we know that your radio frequencies are doing this to you. DNA damage, the next thing, oxidative damage. So. You know, that affects your immune system. That affects the function of your body, all kinds of metabolic processes. Disruption of cell metabolism. So your cells can't do their work. They can't replenish. They can't express waste. They can't take in nutrients. They're in stress mode from radio frequencies. So obviously, you're looking at premature aging, all kinds of immune system problems. Next, increased blood-brain barrier permeability. So now you're getting toxins in your brain. You're accelerating Alzheimer's. You're accelerating all kinds of neurological path- pathologies. Next thing, melatonin reduction. Melatonin, you can't sleep. You, your moods are swinging all over the map. Next thing, disruption to brain glucose mac- metabolism. So you don't have your energy, your fatigue, your, through your rundown. You can't figure out why. Generation of stress proteins. So, so there are seven things right there that you're damaging when you – Hold your cell phone at your head when you have any wireless device near your body, when you're in the environment where there's, say, Wi Fi or such things. Okay. Okay, let's talk about the standards of what your country and your government allows you to be exposed to. If you live in Salzburg, Germany, you are allowed to be exposed to one microwatt per square meter of radio frequencies. Now, you don't have to worry about the technical what a microwatt per square meter is. It's just a way of measuring it. So you get one of those. If you're in Salzburg, Germany, they let you have one. Now, if you're outdoors and running around, they'll let you have 10. If you're indoors, you get one. And then if you get more than that, they have to, somebody has to limit that and they have to pull off. OK, if you're in Switzerland, uh, you get more, maybe 10,000. Let's go to Russia and China. Okay, these horrible authoritarian countries, they allow you to have 100,000 microwatts per square meter exposed to your body. Now, remember, we had one to 10 in Salzburg, Germany. That's ver- that is a very strict uh, limit on the exposures. Russia and China, it's 100,000. What about the Western world, the free world, as we call it? The World Health Organization has said that you can have 9 million microwatts per square meter exposing your body. That'll cook a hamburger. That's like we don't have any standards at all. But the telecoms and the wireless industry have influenced the World Health Organization to allow standards up to 9 million microwatts per square meter for your human body, the exposure to your your body. I can tell you, you won't live long in that. FCC goes one step further, it's 10 million. The FCC has decided that 10 million microwatts per square meter is an acceptable exposure for your body. And the way they came up with that is they took a large mannequin head of a male sized head, they filled it with water and they zapped it for a few seconds and it didn't heat up. So they said, that's enough. Uh, We can put that much energy into uh, a human head because it didn't heat it up. And that's called ionizing radiation when it heats up mass, okay. It is now absolutely confirmed by multiple, many thousands of scientific peer-reviewed studies of different kinds that non-ionizing radiation is cancer-causing, is harmful, is biological damaging. Non-ionizing radiation is not limited at all by the FCC. So they took the ionizing radiation, the stuff that actually measurably heats up, you know, equivalent of more than a gallon of water in a few seconds. And they said, oh, that doesn't heat it up. So that's okay, we can do that to a human head. And of course you have human heads that are much smaller. You have people that are in frail medical condition, all this other thing. And so even the ionizing radiation that they say is safe is not safe, even close to safe. It's 10 million microwatts per square meter they can put right at at your skull. And that's approved by the FCC. So this is big news because uh, the FCC is not a medical organization it just their only job is keeping you know bandwidth from interfering with each other around town so they don't protect us medically they're not designed to do that and then they have nothing but telecom insiders serving as their directors so so the telecom industry has used the FCC it's called the captured agency and for very good reason uh, the the uh, the telecoms have used the FCC to push the the limits to the sky and give them whatever they want. And, and to the extent that's not even been possible in Russia and China, it, the free world apparently has this problem where we have corporations are more able to influence our government policies than they are in authoritarian countries. Figure that one out. The term EMF stands for electromagnetic frequencies and the term EMR, electromagnetic radiation, they mean the same thing includes not one but three main categories of harmful biological exposures. I've touched on this, so we have got the three, radio frequencies, electric fields, and magnetic fields. And all of these things are in our environments in large amounts. So radio frequencies is anything wireless. Electric fields is wiring errors in your house. Your wiring starts to broadcast and emanate electric fields. It's called transience, is the electrician's term for that, but we call it dirty electricity. Motors put out dirty electricity like crazy. Inverters for solar put it out. Now, this is where there's a lot of myths, and I want to do a little myth busting right here. People say, oh, you can't have solar. They have inverters. They have to convert that DC to AC so you can use it in your house. Can't have that inverter. Why not? All you need is a line conditioner. You put a line conditioner in, and now you have clean, perfect sine wave coming into your house. Your inverter's tamed way out in the shed, wherever it is. There's no dirty electricity getting to your living spaces at all. I live on off-grid solar, and I have inverters, and I have perfectly clean energy. I've measured it. I have scanning meters. And... All you need is a good line conditioner. And we talk about that at my website, emfhelpcenter.com. So there's a there's a lot of misinformation that, that solar is bad in this way. It's not if you take care of it properly. And magnetic fields come from motors, old, poor wiring, large appliances, and they're associated with electric fields, so ma- magnetic fields. I spoke to a woman who called me. I get a lot of calls from people who are just, I'm sick, I don't know why, or I think this is EMF, how can I shield this? You know, I get calls all day. And this woman said, when she was a child, maybe seven years old, they put her in a bed by a wall, and right on the other side of the wall was a big refrigerator motor. And she slept in that bed through her teens, so probably ten years plus, And she became hopelessly electromagnetic sensitive. She can't walk up to a computer. She can't use an electric device. She is seriously disabled and handicapped. And uh, the only reason, this the one and only reason was that they had her sleeping two feet from a large motor, uh, as she uh, grew up and as she developed. So as I said, roughly 20% of the population are EMF sensitive or symptomatic, like an allergy, but everyone is damaged by radiation, whether they have symptoms or not. Many people have medical problems caused by EMF and neither they or their doctors realize the cause. EMF can be a factor in anything that can go wrong with your body. So if something's going wrong with your body, that has nothing to do with EMF, but you also have EMF exposures, that will be worse. You will make it worse. So you want to have a clean electromagnetic environment no matter what, especially if you're ill or sick or in any way compromised physically. So the mistakes that people make with EMF, number one mistake, I think, in in some ways, is not believing someone when they tell you they are EMF sensitive. People do know this. People do feel it. And, of course, we can't see it. We can't feel it. Not all of us are sensitive. Not all of us are symptomatic. So it looks like they're just a crazy person. They're not. They feel it. And it's damaging them physically. So there's two levels of damage it does. It does the immediate symptomatic effects to certain people, a certain percentage of the population, and it it does long-term cancer-type effects to all of us. Uh, the book Dirty Electricity by Dr. Sam Milham clearly explains that in the 1920s when electricity was just starting to be used there was a trailing cancer epidemic in the cities where the uh electricity was being installed at that time it took another 20 years for the electricity to get installed in rural areas and there was a cancer epidemic trailing that installation so this has been very easily followed by studies uh, demographic studies so uh just by this dirty electricity you know those were in the days when they didn't even understand grounding. Grounding is very important to reduce the electric fields uh, that that electric uh, circuits cause. And, but in the early days, it was very clear. There was a cancer epidemic falling following the installation of electric utilities and infrastructure. So thinking that if you are not EMF sensitive, that EMF cannot hurt you just because you're not symptomatic. That's incorrect. Uh, it, it is uh, harmful to all of us. And and that means radio frequencies, electric fields, and magnetic fields. So that gets me through my, um, my notes here, James. And did you have questions coming up in your mind as we went or anything else that you were wondering about?
2: Well, yes. uh, First of all, your assessment of the real agenda behind this, obviously not to make sure people have faster downloads on their YouTube videos or what have you, is obviously correct. That is not what this is about. It is about the creation of the surveillance grid, and that's something that I touched on extensively in my 5G Dragnet documentary that I premiered at the Red Pill Expo earlier this summer. So I hope people will go back to that if they need a refresher on that and what 5G will enable in terms of surveillance. But I think the question that everyone has when it comes to this subject is then, well, what do we do about this? Because this is an infrastructure that's being put into place around us that we seemingly have no control over. What, how can I prevent this from going on in my neighborhood? What is your response to that?
0: There are cities who are banning it. There are cities who are challenging the FCC ruling that they have no authority to uh, zone their own districts. You know, so so there are a lot of lawsuits. There are going to be more lawsuits on this than anything before. You know, we have all this legacy of DDT, tobacco, asbestos, you know, these things that some industry decides they can just foist on the public and then uh, not test it and not check it for health effects. Well, that's exactly what this is. And um, I hate to say this, but... The, the industry is pretending like this is completely harmless and this is perfectly okay. In fact, I just saw a, uh, a presentation. Uh, the military has a, um, a spokesman out, uh, a retired airman by the name of Quast, who made a big deal about how we're going to have wireless connectivity all over the world without any wires anywhere. We're going to have it all coming from satellites And it's just utterly absurd. It's utterly childish to imagine that you can blanket the world with radio electromagnetic frequencies and not have a massive, massive biological effect on humanity, much less all living things. You know, we can't broadcast all of our connectivity from space and have it simply. You know, it's it's sort of like if you need a drink of water, you have to go stand at our Niagara Falls to get it. You know, it's just so stupid. And 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 it's destructive and it's not, not practical. It's not functional. And so that, you know, they're going to say, well, it just means we have to work out the technology to where we have it. So it's going to work right. No, you you can't put that kind of electromagnetic exposure on, on a, a, where humans inhabit. So, so, you know, you have a, you you do have, it is an excellent question, James, uh, of how do we protect ourselves because their idea is total saturation. And without total saturation, they said, "Well, then you have these dark spots. You know, you get you you don't want that." Well, that works exactly antithetically to the idea that you must have sanctuary, you must have escape, you must have protection, you must have shielding. So th- these are these are two very conflicting ideas. So everyone is going. In answer to your question, everyone is going to have to become a little bit more educated in what ele- electromagnetic frequencies do and are and how they affect you and how to protect yourself, and you know we're all just going to have to learn up on this a little bit more. And at the same time, what has changed all of the other, uh, you might say, assaults on humanity, uh, such as DDT, asbestos, tobacco, on and on, was the big, big lawsuits. You know, we just saw that with Monsanto. You know, we saw these two billion dollar lawsuits that people actually won against Monsanto. That's going to change the whole landscape. You know, because, uh, the, you know, the, at that scale. Even Monsanto and even Bayer uh, cannot cannot absorb that forever indefinitely. And so certainly, uh, there are countries already Switzerland and and um, as I said Salzburg, Germany. There there are there are area cities where they're very aware of these threats. There they have doctors who literally from coast to coast of a certain country or from border to border every doctor in that country is aware of electromagnetic sensitivity and what it does and how harmful it is and how to mitigate it and how to diagnose it and all that. And then in our country, it's like, we're in the stone age. You know, it's, it's just embarrassing to think how ignorant and how ineffective our doctors are at diagnosing and, and treating and helping people prevent uh, exposures to electromagnetic frequencies and the, all the symptoms and harm that it's causing. You know, we're, we we are in the dark age so so as doctors become more educated as people become more educated uh, the political pressures will be absolutely unbearable on the powers that be now remember that on the other side never has there been something that's this harmful that has made this much money for this many people the wireless industry the the uh, you know the whole uh, surveillance industries what have you the all the gadget industries I mean think of how many wireless things are in our lives right now. And here's the problem. The same people who are getting sick from wireless exposures are addicted to their cell phones. They're buying the technology. They're asking for more and they may not, they may or may not know that it's making them sick. They still want it. They still want that convenience, that connectivity, you know, the, 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 the uh, rewards of using cell phones and the social networking and all the connection and all the applications everything it does it's phenomenal I mean it's it's beyond belief what kind of benefits it could provide for us, but it provides it for us on the wings of this toxic technology. So we have to figure out how to wire things uh, every ch- every every chance we get. We have to figure figure out how to shield things. Uh, the building biologists say that it is far better to shut off the wireless, than to shield it. There's no such thing as perfect shielding. Shielding can, you know, go say 90%. That's good, but it's never perfect. So if we can shut it off, uh, and, and just look around the house and think of what have I got around the house that I could shut off, I could live without, and you can shut off that Wi-Fi. You can, you can use an ethernet cable. You can figure out a way to wire this up. There's all kinds of ways. We help people with that at my website all the time, especially with, uh, Utility meters, the smart meters, those those are a major problem that make people sick all the time. So uh, I'm sorry, I'm going on and on, but it, well, I I think you raise an exceptionally
2: important point, which is that the solution to this probably isn't going to be on the supply side because there is more than enough motivation for the players that are already in, uh, putting this infrastructure up to continue. Uh, rolling this infrastructure out, the the real solution is going to be on the demand side and getting people to realize that you are buying into your own enslavement and your own health uh, uh, ruination by buying this technology and and clamoring for it as they roll it out. And and the real solution then, if it is to be found on the, the demand side, is through education, exactly as you say, yeah. which is what the EMF Help Center is doing. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do there.
0: Yeah, I did want to make one point about um, reading. I, I said that we do not have a scanning meter yet for the 5G frequencies. There are a lot of uh, entities who are working on that right now. So that that is a problem that will be solved, I, I assume, within a year or two at the most, to have a consumer level scanning meter or some sort of detection device. So you will be able to de- detect 5G exposures. Uh, that's Uh, A major part of the solution because the scanning and knowing where the frequencies are and then shielding and then knowing if you have successfully shielded that requires a scanning meter that is how it's done so you know keep your eyes and ears open for when we have some way to affordably detect 5g uh frequencies the high frequencies and that'll that'll be a big important thing yeah at emf help center for a long time we were helping people with utility meters by literally selling them an electromechanical meter. That's the analog when the old one your grandma had. We sell it to them and we say, and we give them a notice, a legal notice to send to their utility company. You are trespassing with harmful radiation, surveillance, fire hazard, dirty electricity. I could explain all that. It's it's a horrible thing, these electronic utility meters. And since you're trespassing with those, you have to have it off our property within 30 days or we will put a safe and lawful meter on there and you have no recourse. And that worked for a couple of years. And that actually bought people a year or two of time without the new meters. And the the, uh, power companies say, okay, we'll get back to you later. Well, now it's later. And now they're shutting people off. So we, we found out that if you threaten them in that way you say well they'll say well okay we'll just shut off your electricity and now they're no more mr nice guy they're playing hardball they're, they're, they just shut you off and if you don't like their meter they shut you off and i spoke to someone the other day who was you know that going through this with their power company it was they, they they had you know had to move their utility meter and do all kinds of things and install line conditioners and do all this stuff but the but the power company said okay you can have the opt-out meter now this is total fraud uh, the opt-out is total fraud. What, you're, what you want to opt-out is radiation, surveillance, fire hazard, dirty electricity. It has dirty electricity. Your utility meter causes dirty electricity because it has a switching mode power supply in it. The little device that steals electricity to power the surveillance device in the utility meter, that disrupts your incoming current and completely sends dirty electricity all over the house. Okay, you've got to opt-out of that. Well, they don't opt-out of that. They opt-out of the radio frequencies. That utility meter has no surge protector. If you put a surge protector in an electronic utility meter, it's useless because the surveillance device, the flammable electronics are right there in the circuit. There's no way to protect it. So they just threw the surge protector out. You've got a fire hazard on your house. You've got to opt out out of that. There's, They don't offer an opt out for that. So this opt out, oh, we'll take the radio transmitter out. Okay, pay us $90 up front and $15 a month for your opt out meter that solves one of Four problems, so it's fraud, and so we have a notice of fraud. a Free download dot template document on EMF Help Center. Send them a notice of fraud. If you send them a notice of fraud, and there's ever any harm that comes to you or your family from that meter, they're in gross negligence because they were noticed on it. You have a million dollar lawsuit, a ten million dollar lawsuit depends on what the damage was. You can go sky high, but you know you have to send them notice. We have notices of liability. You download, fill it out, send it in. And and nowadays, since they're cutting off people's electricity, people say, I can't I'm in a condo. I can't, you know, do solar. I can't move. I can't, you know, what do I gonna do? I say, Well, at the very least, send them this notice of liability. And that's what puts them in gross negligence. You say, You have a dangerous device. It's radiation, it's surveillance, it's fire hazard, dirty electricity. You list it all on there and you say you are trespassing with this. I need your electricity. I'm going to accept your electricity, but if anything goes wrong because of these problems, you owe me a lot of money, and I'm going to send you a bill, and you pay it in 30 days, or you pay penalties, and I'll sue you crazy. So, so this is the this is the liability contract, and th- tens of thousands of these have been set out, and the liability of electric companies from just those that we've sent out alone is probably as big as the Monsanto liability right now. So, you know, it's just a, a train wreck waiting to come so that you know we we want our electronic devices you know all this stuff but you know we're going to have we're going to be getting sick and we're going to be getting hurt and we're going to be burning houses down and all this so you know where do we where do we stand on this i think that this is one of those sadly really polarizing things you know if you work for the wireless industry or if you love wireless gadgets if you're futurist, if you, you know, I mean, we could get into the transhumanist thing, you know, if you love all this, you know, you're, you're going for it. And, and the other people are saying, well, all of this hurts you physically. All of this is biological harmful. So we, we've got to put the brakes on. So that's, you know, uh, how is society going to resolve that? Um, I don't know, but it's going to be on an individual basis. If you're educated, if you're active, if you're doing something, if you're seeking help and information, you're likely to survive. And, uh,
2: yeah, I agree. I think uh, this is a process of education because if you don't know what's coming, then the default of all of this will be to go wireless and eventually to get the chips implanted in your skull because, well, you know, why not? Yeah, I, I see very clearly where this is heading and whose interests it benefits and it is not. The average person—it's not anyone really, because we will all be affected by this. So it's an extremely important issue, one that we will obviously keep coming back to time and again, because it is fundamental to even the way that every single person I'm sure is consuming this media right now is probably, probably through some sort of wireless device. Ninety-nine yeah. percent of the audience. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. something to definitely keep in mind. Something we have to keep an, uh, an eye on. And I'm glad you're there doing that at EMFHelpCenter.com. We will link you, that James. up in the show notes so people can go there. Lots of information. Uh, Jerry Day, I think that's going to do it for this conversation. Thank you for the 5G update.
0: You bet. Good luck, James. I love the corporate report myself. I'm a fan too.
2: Excellent.
0: Thank you. Thank you.